0: You're listening to the FSA podcast with your host, Brent Cromer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the FSA podcast. I'm your host, Brent Cromer, and I'm doing a little solo mission here today. Okay, it's just going to be a vocal one. So I want to talk about something that keeps coming up. Um, over and over every time, you know, we bring on a new client, or you know, I chat with other business coaches in the industry, and it's it's just always a hot topic, okay? And it's when to disqualify a prospect when it's no longer worth your time to have them on your calendar, okay? So I know you guys have probably heard all different types of things for 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 this specific scenario. So I want to give my take. Is it the best take? Is it the right take? I don't know. Um, there's a million different uh. uh perspectives on this but this is what's working for us and for our fit pros that we're working with currently um so when it comes to disqualifying a prospect right like let's talk about that first and foremost like why would we disqualify somebody well for one if they're broke there's probably not much reason to get them on a call if they have no money right well there's two ways to think about it some people disqualify anybody who mentions money. If you mention money, you're automatically disqualified. There there are people that do that. There are others who it doesn't matter if you tell them. You know, if the prospect tells you in the DMs, "Hey, there's no way in literal the entire world that I could afford anything over seven dollars," and some people still get them on calls. I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, we are not extremists in any regard on this. I think what it comes down to is, is really asking the right questions. And I would prefer to do that on a triage as opposed to the DMS. Okay. So what I tell a lot of people in the DMS is, Hey, you, if if you're concerned about price, leave your purse downstairs, leave it out in the car, whatever you need to do. Um, you know, if you if you feel like you're going to be that tempted to, to buy on the call, leave your purse somewhere else. OK, this call is purely and I'm speaking on triages. This call is purely for us to see what it is you're struggling with. And if I might even have a solution, I'm not even sure that I do yet. Right. So on that triage call, if I'm going to disqualify anybody, it's going to be on there typically. Okay, now there's a few different places that you could disqualify them. You could disqualify them in the DMs. You could disqualify them on your application and you could disqualify them on the triage. And if something pops out of nowhere, you could DQ them on the closing call. There's like four opportunities to DQ somebody, okay? So if you're disqualifying everybody in the DMs, um, I typically wouldn't. I typically wouldn't because most clients are not problem aware, okay? I know that's an interesting uh, concept. Most clients, I'm going to repeat that, most clients are not problem aware. They are symptom aware. They are aware of symptoms that they have, right? So it's like if you have a headache, that is a symptom. But there's a cause to every symptom, whether it be a tension headache, whether it be a stress-induced headache, whether it be a freaking tumor sitting on your brain causing that headache, there is something causing the symptom, right? Right. Most clients are not aware of the actual problem or the depth of the problem at hand. They're aware of the symptom, maybe even not all of the symptoms. They might just think, you know what? I'm not overweight, but I have low energy. That's a symptom. Okay. It doesn't really mean much so until you establish what that symptom is actually causing them. Is that symptom causing them that symptom of low energy? Is it causing them to not go out to dinner with their husband as much? Is it causing them not to play with the kids? Is it causing them to be um, not productive at work? Now their job's on the line. What effect and what, you know, what range of problems come with that symptom? And then we need to find the source of it. We need to find what's causing it. Okay, typically, you know, it can be diet, it can be lack of movement through exercise, it can be what they're eating or not eating enough of, we don't know, right? So before I get off on a tangent, all of this has a purpose, right? So there are symptoms, and then there are core problems causing those symptoms, okay? Most clients are not problem aware, they are symptom aware. So if somebody is in the DMs, and they're like, yeah, you know, I think losing weight would be cool. They're probably aware of one or two symptoms that, hey, maybe they look fat in the mirror. That's a symptom. Maybe they just, uh, their digestion's thrown off. That's a symptom. But they're not problem aware and they probably haven't given it much thought as to how much it's impacting them in their personal uh, life and their relationship and their work. Okay, So all of this to say, DMing people in the DM or DMing, DQing people in the DMs is not really my style. Okay, it's worth a conversation. If someone is doing the dance, if they're playing the game in the DMs, they're responsive, you're having a meaningful conversation. I think it's worth 15 minutes of your time as a business owner to just hop on a call or a quick Zoom call and to have a a connection with them. If not now, right, maybe maybe they do wind up being DQ'd on that triage call, but they might be interested down the road. Or they might refer a friend. Hey, it's not in the cards for me, but my sister, man, she's a doctor and she's so ready for something like this. You just don't know. Okay. So DQing people in the DMs, again, um, to each their own, not really our style. Um, we don't send, uh, we're a bit different uh, than most. We don't send the application until after the triage, right? So our sequence, just to give you guys a little cons- our, uh, context here, it goes DM to triage to application to closing call. Okay. If you guys want to know beyond that and what we're doing in between and how we nurture people and how we um, produce, you know, 70, 80% show up rates, crazy closing rates, that is really all in the nurturing process. That's, you know, the basics of it. But what we do in between those steps is why we close so well. Uh, Part of the reason, at least not the, not the whole reason. Um, so if you want to know what our nurturing sequence looks like, um, shameless, uh, CTA right here in the middle of the podcast, um, reach out to me on whatever platform you're hearing this on, uh, shoot me a DM and Facebook, Instagram closers for fitness, um, and just ask, right. And I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to help. All right. Advertisement over back on track here. Um, when you are on that triage call, you are sending them the link to the application that's pre closing call. Okay. So I'm going to handle finances. If it comes up on the triage call, if it doesn't come up, but they give me, you know, some insinuations, they make me feel like they might have a finance objection. I'll bring it up, but typically not unless they bring it up first, because I don't like to make problems out of nothing. And to be frank with you, like most times reps create the problem. They create the anxiety around finances by just asking over and over what's your budget? What what can you afford? Is it worth it? Because they're trying to protect their own calendar space. But let's be real here. If it's not a, if it's an issue, they'll bring it up. They'll make it abundantly clear most times. Okay. So you just had the triage call. And let's say the conversation uh goes towards finances. Then of course you can handle that ask them, Hey, what would, what would you see as the next step on, you know, uh, on the following call? Like if, if you liked what you heard, if you felt like it would work for you and if you were confident in what we do, what would you see as the next step? That's a word track, write that down. Um, hey, I would buy obviously. Yeah. I'd buy. Um, or they would say, well, depending on the price. Okay. It's funny. You mentioned price. Um, is that something that's, that's important to you? Is that something you'd like to have a discussion about? Yeah. I mean, it, look, it just depends if it works for me, it works for me. Like I, I can make it work, but um, that, that would be someone who can probably afford it. Someone who can't is like, yeah. I mean, if it's anything over $38 a month, there's just no way I can do it. So what do you, what is it? What does it cost? What do you charge? What do you charge? If they're asking you over and over and over again, and they're adamant on it, like borderline aggressive, have the conversation. Don't avoid it. Don't be uh, cryptic, when you're cryptic, it pushes people away. Their buyer resistance goes even higher. So just have an open and honest conversation on the trios call rate. Right then and there. Chances are, right, they're probably going to be DQ'd if they're that um, adamant about it. So just have the conversation. It, it's not going to hurt anything because there's such a small chance that you, you, um, you know, if you don't have that conversation, they just keep mentioning finances over and over. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Next call, next call. And then you get on the next call and they're like, I told you finances was an issue and now you're 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 blindsiding me and it's 400, 500, $600 a month. Um, doesn't really go well. So it's like, if they bring it up over and over and over, have the conversation on the triage and either pass some along if you feel like the problem is big enough and that they will get that they're serious enough about solving it, and that they'd be willing to get creative enough to make it happen, then move them on to the next call. But if they're not receptive, if they're borderline aggressive, if they're annoyed, if they're just not really playing the game um, very well, DQ them. You don't want to have a sixty-minute conversation with that person anyway. Okay. So I know I'm dropping a lot on you guys right now, but uh, that that's my take. I don't DQ in the DMs very often. Um, It would have to be an extreme case, um, a very extreme case. But typically, I still want to have that triage call because I think there's value to be had from there. At worst, you, you, you ruin or you waste 10 to 15 minutes. At best, you might get a referral. You might get a client down the road. You might actually even get that client once they see the depth or start to explore the depth of the problem. Uh, so that's my take. There are times, even though we have these filters set up, right? where you'll get on a 60-minute call and it will come out of nowhere. It'll come out of nowhere where they're like, oh, by the way, we just renovated, uh, and I'm going to give you a specific example. By the way, we just renovated the kitchen and um, I'm I'm dead broke. I don't know if I told you that in the first call. I'm like, no, it must have slipped, right? So there are times where that could happen. Am I still going to pitch? Uh, it just depends. It just depends how big their problem is um, and how the conversation is going conversation is going well, if the problem is big enough, then maybe they'll get creative enough to make it work. If not, maybe a deposit and a, a future start date. Most likely though, if I'm already on that 60 minute call, I'm probably just going to continue and pitch. It's, I mean, unless this is what I tell my reps, my reps and my students and everybody we work with, unless you have another money-making activity or task at hand that you could be doing, don't hop off that 60 and just not pitch right so if if you're if you're 30 minutes into the call and you're like ah i could push forward and pitch um but i might get a no big deal work on that new objection handling reframe work on um your objection handling in general and your cadence and your tone work on those things use it as a learning experience you're already 30 minutes in unless you have something else you could be doing right a podcast or some marketing thing or something with like a high level um, uh, meeting or something that you could be doing instead of that, that you can go or hurry up and go do just finish the call out, finish the call out. If your closing percentage goes down a little bit, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Okay. All we care about is the money that's hitting your account at the end of the month. And if there's potential to make that happen and bring in more of that, then you might as well pitch the call. Um, uh, So again, everybody's going to have a different take on um, if you should DQ. I I 100% think you should in the right context or when you should DQ, I tell you on the triage. Um, Or if you see something as like a red flag on a application, don't immediately DQ. Just go into clarify, text them. Hey, I noticed that you said this on your application. What did you mean by that? Oh, what's going on there? Got it. Okay, well, I think it's still worth having a conversation. Get them on. And in the first 10 minutes of that closing call, if there was a major red flag, so if you had the triage, you sent the application, huge red flag on the application, I'm probably still going to take that closing call. But in the first 10 minutes, I'm going to be very intentional. And I'm going to directly talk about that objection or future objection that I see that red flag on the application, I'm going to talk about that in like almost immediately. And if we can't you know, come up with an agreement that at the end of the call that there's going to be a decision made, or if it doesn't look likely, then I'll, I'll end that call in the first 10 or 15 minutes. But if I'm already halfway through 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and I'm debating on, on um, DQing them, just finish the call. So guys, that's what I got for you today. It's a quick podcast um, on whether or not you should DQ and if you DQ when and how, okay? I'm going to leave you guys with one word track. If you're still watching, this is your reward. If you dropped off, uh, you won't hear this, so it doesn't really matter, but this is a phenomenal word track, okay? Write this down, get your pen ready. When I DQ somebody, I tell them, I say the same thing pretty much every time. I say, okay, so, so just so I understand. If you found the perfect program, it checked all the boxes, it was a 10 out of 10 and you knew you would get the results. You'd have to say no, no matter what, if it was above $100. Is that right? You'd have to say no, no matter what. Is that right? Anything over, you know, if you found this perfect like that, sorry, I'm I'm saying this again. So that was your word track. Cut that off. Another way of saying it is like if you found the perfect program, it was a ten out of ten. It checked all the boxes, and you knew it would finally insert, add context, help you lose that fifty pounds that you've been trying for the last four years. If it was above a hundred dollars at all, you'd have to say no, no matter what. Is that right? So that would be another way of saying it. So as you, well, you guys can't see because it's a voice, but I my arms are up. I'm using my body. I'm adding emphasis into my words. I'm sure you guys can hear that. I want you guys to use your body a little bit more on those calls. And I want you to really get into it when you're asking them, like, you'd have to say no, no matter what. Is that right? And if they say, yep, I'd have to say no, no matter what, even if it checked all the boxes, it was a 10 out of 10. And I knew for a fact I would get the results. It'd be a no if it was over hundred dollars. Be respectful, be ethical, DQ them. I mean, it just doesn't sound feasible. Um, but if they're willing to get resourceful or if they're willing to make that happen, then by all means, close that deal. All right, guys, I hope this helps. If you have any questions again, um, reach out, message me on any social platform. If you can message me on whatever platform you're hearing this on, then go ahead and do that as well. I should get the notification, but the best way to reach me is support at closers for email and Closers for Fitness on Instagram and Brent Kromer, K-R-O-M-E-R on Facebook. I'm responsive on all platforms. If I don't get to it, my DMer will get to it and she'll let me know that you, uh, that you reached out and you had a question. So um, that's all I've got for you guys today. Happy selling. Have a great day.